This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is running from your problems. That's right. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. Wedding therapists are now a thing and how to avoid beard burn. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who is dating a flight attendant who is hard to lock down on land and another listener who works in HR but has a work crush. Uh-oh. Mm. Well, first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What's going on in your week? Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, so we, Ian and I had an awkward situation recently where, um, we were at dinner with his family and his family friend and the family friend is like his good friend's mom Mm -hmm. and his good friend just recently started dating somebody and the mom is kind of like not into it and oh no. So she goes, she's not even Jewish. (laughs) And I was in front of you. Yeah. And I was sitting right next to her and I was like, I wasn't going to say anything, but Ian was like. Angie's not Jewish. Oh, good. You kind of need to call it out because then if you don't, she's going to go home later that night, be playing the day through her mind. Right. And be like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. I said she's not even Jewish and Angela was right there. It's kind of good he called out the elephant in the room. It it was good. And then her response was, she just kind of was like, well, well, that's different. She lets you celebrate Hanukkah. (laughs) But but this girlfriend's like not. I know. I don't know. But I also also said to Ian like, yes, I let you. You beg me. You beg me to celebrate Hanukkah. And I'm like, okay, fine. You can have a couple candles. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, but yeah, he he was super offended, but I, I actually, whatever, I guess I get it. Uh, <laughs> what did they call it? A shiksa? A shiksa. But you know, I think there's levels of shiksa and not to toot my own horn, but I don't think I'm like the most shiksa-y shiksa. What's like a typical shiksa if like, you were a celebrity? If you were a celebrity, well, they have to be like, I think kind of waspy, probably from the Midwest. Probably More blonde? Never, ha- yeah, like blonde have like probably never met a Jewish person, don't know any Yiddish. I met a a fellow shiksa who was married to a Jewish man who didn't even know the word shiksa. And that's like peak shiksa, I think. Peak shiksa is not even knowing shiksa. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Probably like Blake Lively. Oh, yeah. She'd be a shiksa. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but I'm from Long Island. I'm down. I know Yiddish. You're, yeah, I have brown hair. You fit right in. I fit right in. So the the, the people love me. <laughs> I count. I love you and I'm Jewish. <laughs> that there you go. So that was just a funny thing we ran into. That is that is funny. People don't don't think before they talk sometimes. They don't think. And you know what? She doesn't have to be Jewish. Look at Ian and I. We we made it work. It's I, the le- one of the least important things. Unless you're like, you know, super crazy religious and it's a huge part right. of your life. Which her son is not. So Exactly. It'll so, be fine. Yeah. I understand why it's important to some people, but if everything else lines up, you'll work it out. Is yeah. my personal view on the, that thing. Same. Uh, what's going on in your week? Okay. So I just ran into a, to a friend that you know, too. And she is a very talented creative, let's just say. Okay. Recently got married this year. And her now husband has been talking about trying to get her 
to move to California for a long time. And she's like, you know, I keep talking to people. They keep saying marriage is a compromise. <laughs> and so I finally said, all right, we'll move to California for one year. And if I don't like it, we get to move back. And like, that's, that's my compromise. But like, you know, I'm going to have to come to New York a lot because as part of my job, I've got to come and whatever. They worked out all the compromises. And Good for like, her. That's a big deal. Yeah. I was like, okay, that, you know, she's like, I'm going to spend a lot of money on planes because I'm going to be coming back to New York a lot. And they're like, he's like, that's fine. And she's like, the first thing everybody asked me was, what about your roommate? Because, Angela, she had a roommate of 12 years who was her best friend. And when she got married, the roommate didn't move out. The husband just moved in. And <laughs> it was fine. It, like, works for them. Like, the roommate pays the utilities because the husband and my friend cook for cook a lot. And so, like, she just has, like, meals with them. So he has, like, two wives. <laughs> kind of, I guess. I mean, there's Sister definitely, wives? There's definitely, like, it's more... It's more less that like he has two wives than like she gets to live with her best friend and her husband, which I think we secretly all kind of want as girls. Like I wish I could have like a girlfriend to live with me to have like girl chats with and trade clothes with and, you know, talk fashion with and I don't know, just like lean on. Definitely. Yes. But also as somebody who's lived with roommates as a couple, you also really like I always wanted privacy. Yeah, I know that too. Because like I was never comfortable. Like, how do they must have a very big apartment or very thick walls? Because for the entire time that Ian and I lived with roommates, I was never comfortable having sex. Right, right. Yeah, especially and if it's your best friend. Yeah, I don't know. It works for them. So the first thing everyone asked is, "What about your roommate? Who you know they're kind of like attached at the hip. They've lived together for twelve years. Roommates coming too. <laughs> the roommate was like, you know what? I've always wanted to live in California too. Uh, is quitting her job." <laughs> which apparently she doesn't like anyways, and is going to go live with them in California. And apparently the husband is just so happy that that they're going to get to move to California that he's going with it. He's like, whatever will get you to move there, fine. And she's like, you know, I'm happy. I get, I still get my best friend and my, and my husband. So it'll be like a little bit less of a change for me. And, and to be clear, it just works with them. Whereas her mom is like, what is this weird threes company <laughs> shit going on? And she's like, you know what, mom? Like, don't judge. Yeah, but they're not a thruple, right? It's no, not nope. like a sexual thing. It's not a sexual thing at all. Uh, it's very much yes. just. <laughs> it's it's very much just living with the husband and the BFF. And this is just a reminder, or it reminded me, I should say, that every relationship is so unique, and you can't judge things of how you know they're supposed. You know, society says like once you get married, you know, you and your husband need to like start a home just the two of you and then like you know right away like start having kids and like that would be weird if a friend lived with you and this is like you know what it works for them and they're all three of them are happy the husband doesn't seem to mind he maybe kind of like likes having like this kind of it's why like nick and i like going on double dates so much it's kind of like nice to like switch things up and have the conversation uh like you know interrupted by like a third party that brings new ideas and fresh conversations and you know the the wife probably doesn't have to lean lean I, I hate saying like the wife you know it, it's like maybe a little less pressure on the husband to have to be like you sure. know ev- fill every role like Nick has to be you know uh, I ask him for fashion you know what which shirt should I wear and uh, give me work advice and and let me be be my emotional support when I'm like want to talk about my family and you know it's probably honestly great yeah i mean i feel like back in the day people used to have the thing of like their mother or their mother-in-law moving in at some point this is better than that 
because so much better. Someone who's probably judging you less and a little more independent and you can connect with them like like you said on like a friend level. Yeah. It's just It's the millennial version of of having your mother-in-law move in. Exactly. <laughs> so, I love this. I think it's great. It's unconventional and it's working for them and I think it's so fun. So Good for them. Yeah, if something's working for you, don't give a sh- just say I don't give a shit what other people think and just Live how you want to live. Right. And you know what? Fingers crossed in California, they can get a little more space. Exactly. So they won't be as on top of each other as perhaps they are here in New York. Good point. All right. We're going to take a very quick sponsor break, and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Adam and Eve. Free stuff is the best, but free stuff that will ignite your Valentine's Day is even better. Check this out. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. That's amazing by itself, but here's where they load on the free stuff. When you enter our exclusive code SINGLE at checkout, not only do you get 50% off the one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. Who knows what they are, but you know they're going to be sexy. And like that's a way to keep your Valentine's Day exciting, a little Spicy. You don't even know what's coming. Just something sexy. So first, for your viewing pleasure, you get six free movies. Oh, they're telling you this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's not a surprise. <laughs> but it's still spicy. Okay. Next, a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a, sp- a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Okay. There's That's the surprise. surprise. There's the surprise. Something you'll both enjoy. Plus, it's free shipping. That is a lot of free Valentine's Day stuff. So head on over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code SINGLE. Again, that's S-I-N-G-L-E, SINGLE, because without it, there will be no free Valentine's stuff. Angela and I love our friends at Adam and Eve. That's SINGLE at adamandeve.com. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Well, I was reading the New York Times. Um, Allison Kruger is reporting on why, why stress. She says, why stress when you can see a wedding therapist? This is the perfect news article for you. I mean, you're not a very stressed bride, but I love the idea that, you know, weddings can be a stressful time and you might not say, you know, you might be like, I don't need a therapist though. I've like, that's just like not my thing, but maybe just around your wedding, you might want one. Right. And what this, this article kind of focuses on is like the actual planning of the wedding isn't really, um what people go to like wedding therapists for. It's more like the family tensions that arise while you do that. Like, which I can relate to because, you know, like people get insecure. It's like you're, you're, first of all, you're blending two families, which means you're blending like a cocktail of personalities and you're seeing how different people deal with like money things. And it's just a lot. And you know what? A therapist is a, is a third party who is unbiased that can guide you through something like that. So yeah, they say it's a new trend. Couples and their families are turning to therapists who specialize in helping them navigate wedding planning. Um, Some clients need help with a narrow issue and are helped after just one meeting, whereas others are searching for broader emotional support. Um, They said for many, seeing a therapist during their wedding planning becomes a practice they continue after the big day because navigating stress and family doesn't end after a wedding. It just maybe highlights it. Exactly. It makes a bubble up sort of, but those problems may have already been there. It's just this is making them peak. Oh, for sure. Um, So I, I also think like 
you don't necessarily need to see a therapist who specializes in weddings. Like you could just go to a regular therapist and talk about like your family, which is like classic therapy 101 is like, let me go talk about my parents. So are they, are these therapists that are calling themselves wedding therapists? Yeah. There are people who are therapists who have like that's their brand. Yeah, they've like made like a niche little business out of it. One of them is called Isle Talk. Uh, Isle Talk is a counseling service for people planning weddings. It was started by this woman who's a licensed therapist. Who's she's based in Manhattan, but you can Skype with her and she gives you tricks for dealing with your family. So on one hand, I like that there's a niche. You know what you're getting. They're probably well versed in wedding etiquette and yes. they probably have helped people in similar situations before. So on. On one side, I'm all about it. Like people are well versed in wedding etiquette. They know weddings. They know the the lingo and the jargon. On the other hand, I'm seeing another person trying to milk me for money yes. around weddings and trying to like take advantage of like the wedding stress and just billing me some some more dollars. So yeah. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical also of like another expert saying you need me for your wedding, whereas. I personally had a couple anxiety attacks around my wedding. One was before I was walking down the aisle. And then like, like then, literally in the moment, literally they had to like postpone my wedding by luckily just like, I don't know, like 10 minutes, 15 yeah. minutes. But, uh, I was like full tears, like having a panic attack in the bridal room. Just, you know, it was probably, it was a lot of like, you know, we d- stupidly did family pictures before the wedding, which I still recommend to people because you, then you can just enjoy the wedding when it starts. But for me, it didn't work because, yeah, families, my family, <laughs> my family can be stressful. Right. Um, and this is why bridal suites were invented because you, you go, it's, it could also be called the bridal breakdown room. Except you need your the privacy. grooms had gone in there and like had some beers mm. and there were beers all over. It was a big old mess. My which dress was getting more. beer. It stressed the shit out of me. I couldn't get out of my dress. I had to pee. No one was there to help. You know, my poor hairstylist had gotten like, you know, decided, oh, I'm not going to take the bus with you guys as was the plan. I'm going to like go home first and then gets hit by a car on her bike, which like she was fine. Like I say that lightly. I'm not making fun of her, but it was she just like broke a toe. She was fine. Thank God. But also if you would have followed the fucking plan, you wouldn't have broken a toe. Oh, my God. And then not shown up at my wedding to do my hair. Anyways. Um, well, she got what she deserved. No, she didn't. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, it was just a lot of stress. So I could have maybe used a wedding therapist at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. They don't mention if they do like day of. A lot they of these should. people are kind of remote. But yeah, day of seems like really important. I, ac- I actually got prescribed Xanax like right around my wedding. <laughs> I, I like makes sense. The anxiety had gotten like so high. They prescribed me Xanax, which I think I took like three times, and then very quickly realized like this is not for me. Yeah, it's intense. Um, but I've like I've vented to my therapist about wedding stress stuff, and I think it helps when it's somebody that you've been seeing for a while, as opposed to like just dropping in for a couple of sessions because she's not doing like one size fits all advice. It's like tailored to who you are and like the 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 triggers that you may have she probably knows what to ask exactly um but yeah even if you like like you said you think i'm like a pretty chill bride i think i'm a pretty chill bride but this stuff still pops up you know of course it's gonna pop up for everyone um so yeah i i i always support therapy maybe you don't need a specific (laughs) bridal therapist but some people have like a weird complex about therapy they think it like 
like they're just not into it. But I think maybe if you frame it as like this temporary, like it's temporary, it's just for your wedding. Like maybe right. people are more open to it. So whatever, whatever helps. Yeah. Um. Very cool. Yeah. You want to know, know what I've been reading? Yeah, I've been reading New York Magazine: How to Avoid Beard Burn Now That You're Cuffed. This is an article by Erica Smith. I this love is so this helpful. So much. Uh. So she writes: The temperature has dropped, but the incident instances of an epidemic called beard burn are gonna rise. Um. So I have experienced beard burn firsthand. Uh, especially when I was pregnant, like my skin was just more sensitive oh. and Nick was growing out his beard and was so scratchy and itchy when we would like, when we would kiss and he was shooting a short film that went on for like two years or it was his like web series. So he didn't, wouldn't shave his beard and it's, and then we were going on our baby moon and I had a lot of hormones and I didn't want oh. beard burn and we were going to Hawaii and I was like, you can't come like a mountain man looking like a mountain man in Hawaii giving me beard burn and I like lost my shit and that's like you're like I I think he's hot no matter how he looks but in this one case <laughs> I said you have to shave your beard and so he did I've always pretty much exclusively I think dated beard oh no no I've dated some non-beards but I I prefer a beard how it looks but yeah I never like how it feels it always actually reminds me of my, my very first like hardcore makeout in high school because you know kids in high school don't really know how to make out so they just do it really hard and imagine like sandpaper rubbing against your skin it's going to cause breakouts so they say beard burn is an irritation of the skin caused by your lover's facial hair the friction of the beard is almost the improper exfoliation if the beard is dirty or unkempt you could damage the skin surface and insert pollutants into the minuscule wounds it's almost like brushing your hair with a harsh brush and beards are notoriously really dirty i know i mean like you know a lot of guys don't wash their face beards are (laughs) notoriously dirty and then you're like breaking the skin and putting bacteria it's like they catch food when they eat so this is the advice they give number one ask if the beard is disposable meaning (laughs) (laughs) the only way to prevent beard burn with 100 certainty is to shave the beard off so it keeps their face warm in the winter true it's practical so in that case you go to number two give the beard a skincare routine like i said beards are notoriously soup sturdy so you know try to give them maybe you know you can get them like a little grooming kit with some beard shampoo and conditioning agent to soften some friction hydrate it with coconut oil okay uh, number three, be worse at kissing. <laughs> Try standing really far away from each other or using zero contact. I don't think that one's going to work. <laughs> Wait, what? Know. That's just like... That's just doing... a jokey one, I think. Okay. I think this is a jokey one. Like, don't come near each other. Okay. Uh, another suggestion is lube your face. So you could just put like a lot of moisturizer on your face to create some kind of barrier that will offset agitations. I think if you already have sensitive skin, this is only going to fuck it up worse. <laughs> True. Uh, so then you might want to do number, I don't know what number we are on now, five, wear a ski mask with a face hole. Hmm. Angela, does that one fit for you? No. Uh, it might not do it for me. It might take me out of the moment. Yeah. I think. I think so too. Uh, and then they say just do damage control. If the above approaches fail, resign yourself to doing damage control. So once you have beer burn, you're going to want to avoid fragrances or soaps, steal steer clear of alcohol centric products like toners and acne wash um you know you're just gonna have to to fix the damage hmm so it sounds like the only way to really avoid beard burn is by saying shave your beard which is what i finally did and i want you know more gentle kisses gentle kisses and you know (laughs) tell them to put some 
some uh, soft oils on the beard yeah. to soften it and make sure they keep that shit clean. I sent this article to Nick and he didn't write me back. I'm sure so he appreciated it. I don't it. think he thought it was funny. That's great. <laughs> We're now going to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We want to thank our sponsor, Movement. Valentine's Day is right around the corner and finding the right gift can be stressful, but I don't know. I think watches are nice, Angela. Watches are especially great if you're looking for something for a guy because like men, I feel like they're like, oh, jewelry done, bing, bang, boom. But you can't do that with men other than with watches. You know, I got a watch as a holiday gift like two years ago. Also, women like watches. I know, but I wear it all the freaking time. At first, he was like, you're not really going to wear it all the time because you have your phone. I was like, yeah, but it's rude to pull out your phone and see what time it is. But if I just kind of slyly glance at my wrist to see what time it is, it's not rude. And I grew way more used to doing that. And it just felt more polite. Plus, it just made me feel like my whole outfit was more professional. Yeah, it's also just sort of a fashion statement. Mm-hmm. Even even if, you, even if you're telling time with your phone, it just looks good. Angela and I have been... Big fans of movement watches for a long time. Tell a, tell everyone why. Well, so first of all, like we said, it's a great gift for the holidays. It's a great gift for Valentine's Day. You can enjoy a stress-free Valentine's Day with movement's best-selling styles already prepackaged together into sleek gift box sets that they'll love. Choose between beautiful watch and jewelry combo boxes or upgrade to a deluxe box that features a watch, bracelet, and a pair of glasses. We also love their sunglasses. They are amazing. Cool shades. Um, All-in-one, one-and-done gift giving made easy. Get them something they'll wear every day with a clean, timeless watch. And for every watch order, you also get a free extra watch strap and a free gift box that's already packaged together for you. And if you need a little extra help choosing the perfect style for your valentine you can find exactly what what you need with movement's 2020 valentine's day gift guide who says you can't also gift yourself while you're at it movement um they have a special duo box that features a best-selling men's watch and a best-selling women's watch so you both can look the part and enjoy your special day get 15 percent off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash this is why and enjoy a free extra watch strap and free gift box with every watch order Go to mvmt.com slash this is why for your most stress-free Valentine's Day gifting yet. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Care Of. We love Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy for you to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. I just got some new Cara vitamins. They've got like new hair and beauty pack stuff. And they have like probiotics now that they didn't used to have um, when I signed up. And they're just amazing. Like I love it. It's so easy. It comes in really easy packs that I just open, plop it in my mouth. I don't have to open a bunch of different bottles. And when I'm traveling, I just throw five packs in my bag if I'm gone for five days. It just it's... Like, everybody should be using this. I don't understand why you wouldn't. 
Um, yeah, I agree. It's like, it's hard when you have to research a bunch of like, what vitamins do I need and where should I get them? You just do the quiz on care of. It's really easy. Um, they care of is focused on the quality science and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. Care of's yummy protein powders are made of real ingredients and you can, that you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. Um, when you do that quiz, you, you take it, it's really quick. You answer some questions about your diet, your health goals, and lifestyle. And Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. The vitamin aisle can be confusing. Like we said, it's hard to know what you need and where to start. So just start with Care of. Yep, it makes it so easy. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code this is why five zero. That's fifty percent off your first care of order. Go to take care of and enter code this is why fifty. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week for us to answer? We have a question from our listener, Raya. Hey Raya. Raya writes, This is my second time writing in, and I come with unfortunate news again. Oh no. Oh, no. She says, I meet a flight attendant who lives in Las Vegas. I live in Chicago and we started dating. He was literally perfect. What I'm attracted to, he was a gentleman, very nurturing, and we had an unbreakable bond, or so I thought. About a month ago, I noticed I was hearing from him less. He wasn't texting me at work. They have Wi-Fi on planes. Good morning text slowed, and when we did talk, it was in GIF or emoji. Oh, man. Uh, on thanks- There's only so much you can say. Yeah, that's not a meaningful chat. So she says, on Thanksgiving, I asked him, was he dis- distancing himself from me? He said no, apologized, and said the distance was getting to him. Which I think is hilarious because he's a flight attendant. Right. Oh, sorry, the distance is like... You have to be used to that if you're a flight attendant for with family, friends, literally anyone in your life. Uh, She says, the day before my birthday, which was the last day I've talked to him, I asked him, was I coming out to see him? We got into a fight. In a nutshell, he said he doesn't believe in long distance, that he knows the signs of love and that he is falling in love with me. And due to his nurturing side, he hated me not being around and that seeing me once a month, if that wasn't going to cut it, see, oh. See? She must have missed some words because yeah, I don't know I what, so. did she, what did she mean when she said I asked him if asked him was I coming out to see him. Maybe, I think maybe she was like down to buy a ticket and uh, come see him, yeah, and yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. "Should I do this?" And right, 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 whatever. Right. I guess his response was not great because they got into a fight. Proofread your emails, people. <laughs> um, um, so she says. So basically, to, like he was like, "I can't, you know, seeing he was seeing you a, once a month is but like he not was good like, enough because I'm falling in love with you." Right? Bullshit. I can't be with you because it hurts too much to be far away from you. Okay. Like, all right. All right. Thanks for um, unfollowing now. Yeah. So he's uh, seeing her once a month, even though. But she says he said all this, even though I'm 100% willing to move in with him. So I have to ask: Do you think he was bullshitting me this whole time? If he missed me like he always told me, wouldn't he come see me since he has unlimited free flights? Yes. I was falling in love with the man who lived across the country. Luckily, my pain is mostly gone after venting to a few of my friends. Okay, that's that good. good. I'm glad you're on the mend. Um, my first thing is a bunch of red flags here. Yes, he's he's like totally messing with your head. Like, I love you so much that only seeing you once a month is like, 
you know, is why we can't be together even though I love you. It's like, what? That makes no logical sense. She's willing to fly to you, if I'm reading that sentence correctly. And yeah, he has... And lim- he has unlimited free flights. Unlimited free flights, free Wi-Fi. Like, he can be messaging her anytime. I think this guy's just a player. He sees no reason of why he should just break up with you or break things off because, you know, he doesn't have anything to lose by just keeping you stringing along and then in the chance that maybe you guys will hook up when you're in the same city. So I think he's probably like playing you for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do think he was bullshitting you as well Um, because like other people make long distance work and they don't have free flights, you know, like they just if you really love someone like he says he's starting to feel about you, you make it work. When you don't make it work is when you're like, I'm not really that into this person and long distance is a lot of work and I'm not willing to put the effort in. Exactly. So, yeah, luckily, it hopefully it will be easy to move on from this guy. You won't run into him. You don't have, like, mutual friends. This is a perfect so. situation where you'll you'll get over the breakup uh, a little quicker. Yeah. So, what good else luck moving on. Um, now we have an email from our listener, Alice, who is from Newcastle, Australia. And I love she signed it with a little koala emoji. I know. Very cute. Um, so, Alice writes... I'm working full-time now after being part-time and a student, and there's this cute guy who's in management. I'm in HR, so we kind of see each other and kind of don't, but he's very cute, and I'm attracted to him. Only thing is when he does come into our office to discuss employees, I always say hi, and he sees me, but then quickly talks to other girls and doesn't really look at me when I contribute. Uh, I've also been told he's kind of a dork, which makes me think he's not doing it to be rude. He's doing it because he's nervous. Uh, this morning he held the door open for me. Can you help please? Does he like me or is he a dick? (laughs) I love you, my big sisters. Okay. I don't think he's a dick because it doesn't sound like he's done anything to be a dick necessarily. Uh, holding a door open, I wouldn't read into that much to be honest because he's just being like a normal gentleman hopefully any decent guy or woman will hold a door open for somebody that's behind Behind them them, yeah yeah so i wouldn't even look into that too much too i mean you are i appreciate though all the all of the evidence sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll get emails and there's just no evidence to go off of um i don't think he's a dick nothing that he's done in this leads me to think he's being rude i think you work in hr he has to be really careful if he doesn't want to get fired. I think it would be like a bad situation for him to be flirting with somebody in HR, number one. Number two, I get the sense that like, I don't know, do you know if he has a girlfriend? He doesn't seem like he likes you or doesn't like you. I'm really getting neutral feelings here. Here, Like he doesn't have a crush on you from what you've written at least. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not being mean to you either. It just seems like he's being like perfectly... Nice, friendly employee to a person that works in HR. Like, he sees you guys, from what I can read, as just, like, an employee relationship. He's going to be cordial to you, say hello, say hello to other people in the office, hold the door open. But he's not going to, like, flirt with you because I don't think he has a crush. Um, But I don't think he's being mean. Um, I think the only thing that you could read into where he's being mean is when he talks to other girls and doesn't really look at me. But... Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. That definitely, I mean, that's definitely a shitty feeling when you really like somebody and you're like kind of trying to get their attention and it's not working. Yeah. But doesn't necessarily mean he's a dick. He just, I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe he's just not that into you, like the just book. Just not that into you or maybe. Which is hard. It's hard to stomach that. But like you also can't take offense to that because you want somebody that is into you as much as you're into them. And then 
Also, like I said, you really remember you're in HR. People have people are maybe just going to see off limits when it comes to people in HR. Right. Like he's just seeing you differently. He's not in that like uh, flirty mindset. When no, he's HR could you. get you in a lot of trouble. Right. <laughs> so like he's not even that part of his like sexual brain is probably turned off the moment he walks into the HR office. So I think maybe what you could do, though, is try and find opportunities for you guys to hang out outside of work. Maybe you feel awkward like asking him for a one-on-one. So maybe organize like a group thing and hopefully you will get his attention there and he won't keep talking to the other girls. Don't invite those other girls maybe. Invite some other people. I guess. Do you think it's appropriate because she works in HR? I'm just being like totally Well, she would know the rules better than we would, I guess. That's a good point. Uh, (laughs) She knows her company policy. Uh, I yeah, like just don't you know be respectful about it. Don't don't force it if if he's not into it. Absolutely, uh, and yeah. and then you know if you're not getting vibes back, then it's just not the right fit. And that's not to like hurt your feelings or be a bad thing. Just sometimes you know the chemistry's there. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, there's other fish in the sea. Yeah, and he might have a girlfriend. Like we don't know. Um. We hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is running from your problems. Yes, running from your problems can manifest itself in so many ways, and it can mean a lot of things, Angela. Um, Let's give some examples to people. So ghosting is a major example of people just running from their problems. It, you know, telling someone that you're not that into them or getting out of a toxic relationship is a hard thing to do. So a lot of people will just ghost, which is really just you're running from your problems because you're you're too scared to deal with it to to deal with them. Yeah. Um, also not dealing with your finances when you're in debt, when you're digging yourself deeper into debt by just, you know, continuing to spend, maybe not looking into like ways to save. And it can affect a relationship. Like you finally get yourself in a relationship with somebody that you really like. And then you might feel like there's this like, you know, elephant, like skeleton in the, you know, elephant skeleton. <laughs> you skeleton in your closet, elephant in your room. Thank you. Thank spooky you. Spooky house overall. <laughs> you feel like you have a skeleton in your closet and there's this elephant in the room anytime like money comes up when you secretly feel like, oh my God, like, you know, if things are getting serious with this person, I'm eventually going to need to reveal that I have this debt. And so not dealing with that as early as possible and getting, you know, your your shit together and digging yourself out yeah. because, you know, you, there's vacations you want to go on and other right. fun things in life you want to do. I have to be honest, this is something that I struggle with because I'm not good with money and – but I'm very lucky to have a partner who – not only is good with that stuff, but he is willing to sit down with me and like, you know, we bust out Excel docs and he helps me like try and like budget myself. And honestly, I, I just have like flashbacks of being in, in math class and I kind of zone out sometimes, <laughs> but he reels <laughs> me back in and it's it's good. See, I like, like I kind of like, I zone out because I'm running from not wanting to deal with it. Yeah. But because it's important, I, I try, I, I force good. myself. See, I'm but proud of you. Hard. I, I get that it's hard. I'm proud of you. Another another thing is not sorting out past family drama when it's only going to come to a head. That might mean like it's going to come to a head at a wedding, kind of like what we talked about before. Yeah. Um, you know, at holidays, anytime. Uh, so it's good to if there's tension in the family, you know, deal with it. It's deal with it, or you know, it's not going to disappear. Yeah, it's definitely not going to go away. Um, not taking care of your home, so upkeeping 
doing the dishes in the in the sink and putting them in the dishwasher, just avoiding house problems in general. Yeah, because like especially if something's broken, you're like, oh, but my washing machine still kind of works. All of a sudden, if you don't fix that one little pipe, it's just going to lead to a cascade of other problems. And then, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a washing machine, which I did not have for a long ass time. Same. But, uh, you know... You don't want to deal with it, and then and then you're gonna have to replace a washing machine. And like, I recently looked into it, and like, they're hella hella expensive. So they are. I'm kind of doing the thing where I'm just like waiting till mine breaks. But I did fix like the one small thing that was broken with it, which so I'm That's proud of myself for doing that. The theme here is it gets worse the longer you wait. Uh, you know, someone might fall harder for you. It's gonna be harder to break up with them. You're gonna get more in debt. Your family drama is going to come to a head. Your house breaks down more, et cetera. It's not easy to deal with things that are hard. Problems suck. Um, but, you, yeah. but, you know, there's ways you can deal with these. There are ways to deal. You can ask for help. You can have a friend help you write that breakup convo. Um, and then, you know, don't don't read it off a piece of paper, maybe. Then you you rehearse it and then you exactly. improvise. Um, go to, like, one of those financial planning services that are available or sign up for Mint. Mint is a good resource for people Mm -hmm. um tell your family you want to have a talk and set boundaries go to your super and ask for recommendations on how to fix your apartment if you have a super or find a house manager if you can afford one that's always my dream i'm like one day i'm just gonna be able to find a house manager that will just take care of my house stuff uh i know friends that have those really they they exist not not they must have big houses not in new york angela not (laughs) in new york um ask a handy friend for help in exchange for dinner or some other trade i've also there's also handy handy.com that's true that's an app you can use but i i used to ask my friend who could build ikea furniture really well you know he would do that and then i'd like buy him like some cheap ass dinner so you know asking friends for trades especially if you have a friend that's like a financial planner but you can't afford one you could say like hey you know can you come help me for a bit and i'll do something (laughs) for you you know um yeah, lots of stuff. Spend a day cleaning, fix your house, sign up for a therapist through your insurance or through our podcast sponsor, Talkspace. Yeah, to talk about the family stuff. So there's all mm-hmm. these ways where you can face your problems so you're not running for them. And, you know, when you are when you feel like your life is in a little bit of like a better state, it, it helps you and it helps all the other areas of your life, I realize. Yeah, too. once your mind is kind of clear, then you're open for love. And you can be a better partner to someone else. And on that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Dealing with problems sucks, but sometimes you don't have a choice. So I'm going to force Angela to deal with her problems in a game of Would You Rather that we're calling More More Problems problems or Worse Problems. problems. All right. Would You Rather, Angela, tell Ian... That you accidentally flooded your apartment by putting the wrong soap in the dishwasher. Could very well happen. Or call Ian's parents to tell them you accidentally flooded your apartment by putting the wrong soap in the dishwasher and it's going to cost $25,000 <laughs> to repair the damage. Who would be worse, to call Ian or his parents? Uh, definitely his parents. Definitely his parents. Okay. Because we, we keep it pretty real with each other, but I do want them to think I'm not a total disaster. Fair. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, would you rather call your therapist to tell her that you're changing to someone else or call your bikini waxer to tell her you found somebody better? Uh, my bikini waxer because oh, I was waiting, you know, I was waiting for like a ding, 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 but then I realized there's no right or wrong answer. Nope. Here. Nope. Uh, I would I, definitely my bikini waxer because I have a habit 
of getting stuck with therapists that I don't want to continue seeing. Exactly. But I just keep showing up. Yeah. We got we to gotta work on that. <laughs> yeah. But bikini waxers, I bounce around. Number three. Would you rather tell Ian you lost your engagement ring or tell your mom you spilled red nail polish on your wedding dress and it's irreparable? You need a new one. You know, weirdly, I think I'd actually be more upset about the nail polish on the wedding dress, even though that's just something I wear once versus <laughs> my ring that I wear all the time. Uh, hmm. But I think my mom would be more understanding than Ian would be. So let's say I would rather tell my mom that I spilled nail polish. Your dress is going to be beautiful. Thank so you. I don't blame you for being <laughs> upset about that. Uh, would you rather tell your boss at work you accidentally deleted a month's database <gasps> worth of work or tell your BFF you're missing her birthday dinner because your boss is now making you stay late? Oh, my God. Uh, definitely, I would rather tell the BFF. Because you could do like a one-on-one dinner yes. every day or something. Yeah. And, and boss interactions stress me out to the max. Totally. Last one. Would you rather... Tell Ian you are secretly a werewolf, but it only starts working once you're married under the full moon. It's your destiny. So, you know, he should just know because you're about to get married. Right. Or would you rather tell Ian you've decided to join in a cult upstate and part of joining means you have to get Rob Schneider's head tattooed across your back? Well, I hate Rob Schneider. Fun I know. Fact I about me. Tried to pick somebody <laughs> you would hate. Uh, so I'm going to go with the werewolf thing. Especially because it reminds me of Shrek, how Princess Fiona turns into an ogre after they get married. Oh, yeah. But like Ian and I are kind of like Shrek and Fiona. So. <laughs> no, you're not. We have Shrek and Fiona vibes. It's okay. It's, I don't know. Right. I literally don't know what vibes you think you give off to the world. Ogre vibes. Okay. No. Uh, well, there is the line in Shrek where he says he's like an onion. He has lots of layers. And when Ian and I first met, that was something that he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't wait so to he's just my little shrek you two are too cute mm-hmm. guys we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's this is why you're single podcast check out our book it's available on amazon barnes noble and our audiobook is on audible also i should mention uh not too long ago it was our four-year anniversary of the book oh happy anniversary happy anniversary uh but all the info in our book still holds up weirdly you, i thought maybe you know dating apps wouldn't exist by now but well, we were smart we tried to keep it evergreen when we were writing it we did so it still holds up if you want to buy it and check it out if you like our podcast i think you'll like our book and yeah, you can yes. listen to us read it to you on audible please tell us actually if you if you buy a copy or take a picture of it and tweet it or instagram it at we us we would love that we eat that shit up so please do email it to us at contact at this is why you're single show.com <laughs> yeah um and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes check out our podcast page on this is why you're single show.com we are also on social so you can follow us on instagram and twitter at your single show um please like and subscribe on itunes and thank you for listening tune in next week for a whole new show bye, bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.